This is my Twitter friend, Jensen Carp at Jensen Carp K R P. Mr. Carp, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? We are we are longtime uh, Twitter friends. I don't know if you're aware of that. I I could, I'll, I'm very, I'll very aware. I had a dream about you one time, and I tweeted at you that I had a dream about you, which I thought was completely odd since we had never even met each other, and I wasn't even sure what you looked like. <laughs> no, I I actually I'll go on record saying this. I feel that you may have been one of the first people in basically like press in general to have tweeted out, you know, this guy's really funny. You should follow him. Uh, it was like a good eight years ago or something. Yeah, it was right when you were one of the first people that I followed on Twitter that I didn't know. I didn't know how it worked in the beginning. I used to think that you followed everybody who followed you. Then I had a bunch of our unfunny listeners tweeting things about me, what they ate for dinner, and I was like, mm. He said, follow this guy. He's he's really funny, and also I think Obama's going to be great. It yeah. was eight years ago. <laughs> so he, he really was on top of something. <laughs> now, but oh, it's so funny because I felt like, here I was, I felt like I had discovered someone, right. but then it turned out you were kind of already famous as it was. As a kid, yeah, no, you, you deserve you deserve the praise for being early on my Twitter account. But yes, as a child, uh, when I was 19 years old, I signed. Even though I look like an accountant, uh, I signed a million dollar record deal with Interscope Records as a rapper. A million? See, it's so funny you said it because I keep saying, and I keep emphasizing this. I keep saying a small Jewish kid, right? And people are like, "Ooh, yeah. being hard." But but when you say rapper, you should know that we're not talking about the game here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's important to know that I, I look like uh, I look like if J.J. Abrams for some reason was like, <laughs> "I want to look more Jewish." <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> I don't know so, why he'd do that. So what was the what was the thing that guy? What was it? Power One Hundred Six? What did they have? Some sort of contest? Yeah, out here it was it was the sister station, so the Beat, uh, the Baker Boys, uh, who were kind of like a LA radio tradition. They yep. had a show called The Roll Call. Uh, it was a, basically a contest where people would call in and battle against three or four other rappers every day, and uh, it was just you know normal fare for your local radio. And uh, they did it at Hot ninety seven also. And so I ended up going on the show kind of as a joke, uh, just because I was on my way home from work and figured I could rap into my phone. I knew I was good at it. And uh, the guy before me had 10, 10 wins in a row. That was the, the sort of streak, the highest streak. Right. I won over 40. Yeah, I won over 40. What, was, what were you doing at the time? What were you working that you were driving home from? Uh, I was working on a really important film, actually. It was called Flintstones 2 Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that the one that had English, English read? It was, no, it was uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Fred. Oh, I wish it was like John Goodman. Yeah, no, it was, Eng it was English Fred, the guy with the accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we had Stephen Baldwin as as Barney Rubble, which was a, a genius casting. Yeah, and uh, and so you go by and you do this thing, and you're freestyling, I would assume. Yeah, mostly freestyling. A couple jokes here, or there, I'd be able to throw in that I knew were coming, and, and I was just destroying people every single day. I, I, I knew I was a good battler, and I was making good radio. I would, I would, you know, be able to talk afterwards as an interview instead of just sort of be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and so, I ended up destroying, and, and you know, I ended up retiring on my own to go back to college, which I was doing at the same time too. And as I walked off, I got a bunch of record deal offers because there was no, you know, there was, you know, this, there was no iPads or iPods, or there was no serious radio. There was no, I mean, it was, you had to listen to terrestrial radio, uh, which is all we did in traffic here in LA. And yeah. I ended up uh, sort of being able to, to be like an LA phenomenon. And and uh, were you? What, what was your like uh, musical taste? Were you into? That that ridiculous '90s rap that my wife loves, Wu Tang, and all that stuff. 
Oh my God! Yes, please, my wife and and, and you would do, uh, we would just sit around and listen to Wu Tang all day if I could. That's that's pretty much my passion. Yeah. I drive in the car on the weekends with my two kids in the back seat, one in the car seat, and my wife in the passenger seat, and we'll flip through to Backspin or one of those. And if a Wu Tang or Tribe Call Quest comes on, a woman comes out in my wife that I never knew existed before. Here she is with her master's degree in in sociology or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden she's spitting game and dropping M bombs. I'm like, who are you? But then I totally want to bang her. These are my people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Uh, yeah. So I, 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 yeah. No, I took that million dollars and I ended up recording with a lot of people. Your wife would think is are very cool. You know, I did I did an album with Redman and Fabulous and DJ Quick and Maya and uh, and DJ Clue and and I ended up doing a song with a very young producer who at the time had never really gotten a check from a major label ever, who was Kanye West. Now, wait, let me ask you, what happens when Redman or Method Man or one of those men are in there and they're like, all right, wait till you meet uh, our Jensen Carp and you come rolling in and they're like, come on, dog, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, well, Redman is my favorite story. Redman, uh, he, I'm in the studio already, it's just me and him. He sits down, he listens to the song. We talk about the strategy as far as moving forward with it and what I, you know, what we think we should do and what he thinks he should do. And, uh, you know, we get pretty intense about what the song's going to sound like and really throwing around a lot of ideas. And he goes, okay, cool, man. He's like, can you give me a soda? <laughs> and he was like, can you give me a soda? And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, I mean, you're the studio runner. And I was like, no, dude, I'm the guy paying you $15,000 to be on this song. He just talks for an hour about this song. I'm more concerned about what kind of creative input you allow studio input. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, people all the time would just, would suspect the rapper was on his way or, you know, I, even when I'm helping them, I think, I think Fabulous is like, dude, I thought you were here to play bass on the song. Like, most people <laughs> didn't expect it was going to be me. What's it like to say the N-word in front of black people? Oh, I luckily never did, sir. Oh, come on. It's like a pass. No, I you don't understand. Being raised in hip-hop as a white guy, it is it is the absolute hit the emergency button, run away. You never, I mean, it's like you're, you're as, a, as a smart hip-hop fan, you know you know your role, and I knew my role. Oh, no way. When, when Linkin Park, I felt like they totally pushed out when they did that thing with Jay-Z, and they didn't say, I mean, it's in the song. You're allowed, it's part of the lyrics. You're covering it. It is, it would I guess it would be. I'm good friends with those guys, but I guess it would be like reading, uh, you know, like uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, and just just not say, just pretending those parts don't exist. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You can't change history. There. Uh, this is Jensen Carp. His book is called Kanye West owes me three hundred dollars. Now, that I have heard those stories. Like when Kanye had that one video with Stacey Dash. I don't know what it was because I never heard it, but I could always watch because it was always on the TV while we were doing mornings uh, when MTV showed videos. I re- I remember. Uh, Simeon Rice, who used to play for the Buccaneers, was here, and he's from Chicago, and he and he's like, that's that cat that Damon Dash always tried to get me to invest in, and I never wanted to invest in any yeah. money, and then he blew up. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, I have, the, the book is called, it's called that. It's really just one story about Kanye. The rest are other stories that I, I encountered on my sort of fish-out-of-water experience, but with Kanye, he was just an amazing, it just, I was such an early stop for this very fast train, and no one believed in him. Um, he would rap for people um, out of nowhere, sort of be like, yo, I want you to hear my new song, 15 people in the studio. He'd press play and then rap along with it, and then he'd be like, all right, all right, and then he'd walk out and the whole room would laugh. Um, you know, pe- people would never pay attention while he was rapping. It was, he was, he's a real underdog story, and, and, and no one gave him that credit. And Damon was early, but at the same time, I was there when, when literally no one was willing to hear him rap. It's been a kind of crazy thing to watch. You still cool with him now, or does he ignore you? Oh, 
No, we don't speak. Uh, we haven't spoken, and not for any reason. We didn't fall out or anything, but like when someone, when I started to do normal work and writing comedy, and then the other person can spend an hour on Ellen talking about like leather jogging shorts, <laughs> uh, you, don't have, you don't have much to talk about anymore. Yeah, there's not much in common. Uh, how much of that million dollars from Interscope is left? Oh, uh, absolutely zero dollars. Uh, I <laughs> absolutely zero. Uh, you get about three hundred to four hundred thousand from that immediately uh, as an advance. The rest goes to production, and then at the same time, I signed a publishing deal that was five hundred thousand. You get two fifty of that upfront, two fifty when the album comes out. Spoiler alert: my album never comes out, uh, and then um, all that money I no longer have. No, oh. that was. I mean, I've, I've done well. I've done well. I've. I've. I've I. I have a. a decent career in comedy writing and i've done a lot of good things so i, I didn't i'm not like a homeless living under the uh <laughs> off ramp who, who are you writing so, comedy for right now i'm on the late late show with james corden i'm doing a, a, a special bit over there that we've been doing a couple times a week uh called drop the mic well it's a matter of time before he's uh he's getting <laughs> colbert's spot buddy I'm boy, that's that's the rumor right here. That anchor is sinking fast, and old the little fat English guy is making. I'm gonna ride around the car while fancy, <laughs> while famous people sing, and America will love me, and it worked. He should. He's he's very lovable. Uh, and then also, I'm writing the SBs right now with John Cena, and uh, doing. I do a lot of award shows, a lot of different TV shows. So that's been my saving grace that I'm not just like your your typical Motown story where I'm like working at a car wash. Can you can you fix something for me? I think John Cena's mad at me. Maybe while you guys are alone together Why? you can I don't know. He lives Why? he we live in the same county. It's a very small county in the area and I call myself the second why well, not I got knocked down because the, the dreamy sheriff knocked me down another knock right. too. But I'm technically the second most famous person next to John Cena in my county. And he used to come on the show, and then I saw him at the gas station, and I said hi to him, and he looked me stone cold in the face, and he drove away. And I don't know why. Whoa. Yeah, so I expect you to fix that for me now. I'll look into it. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to him. I said, you know, you can't be the first most famous person and not speak with the second. That, that's protocol. Thank you. And he's more of a reason for me to kill him so that I could rise in power. Yeah, well, please. It's, you can't see him. That's the point. Oh. This is Jensen Carb. The book is called Kanye West Owes Me $300 and Other True Stories from a White Rapper Who Almost Made It Big. Uh, what Do you own an art gallery now? Yeah, I took the money. Uh, basically, I got a money manager when I got all that dough at 19. And at a certain point when things fell apart for me in rap, he said, uh, he goes, you can't just keep buying comic books and, and action figures. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta do something. So myself and a, and a friend from college opened a, an art gallery called Gallery 1988 here in L.A. And it was sort of something that was going to hold me over for a couple of years while I figured out what I could do professionally since I couldn't rhyme words for money anymore. Right. Uh, and 13 years later, man, it's still happening. It's gallery1988.com. It's all like pop culture art. And if you, if you, if you like movies and TV, you'll, you'll love what we're doing there too. But it, it's something cool. I'm, I'm definitely the only rapper to take his rap money and create an art gallery. My, uh, my old girlfriend before I got married was an art history major, went to move from Miami to New York. She worked at all these new art galleries and had the, the piss Christ guy was there and it was all this crazy press and all that, and I hated all of it. But then I, uh, yeah. one day I read a flyer that said that there was a, a place down the block in Soho that had um, a small gallery. You can call it that. It was like an attic. And it was floor plans from famous houses from TV. So like the Brady Bunch house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, and I was yeah. like, now this is up my alley. So I'm dying to see your stuff. Yeah, that is exactly what we do. <laughs> Literally, exactly what we do. I love that. Yeah. Oh, finally, I was ahead of the game on the in the art world. Right. Yeah. 
and on and on me on Twitter. You're you're really on top of things. Well, listen, I say this a lot to like comedians that come in the studio and stuff, but I have to come to LA in August. I'd love to hook up with you and go grab dinner or something because I I am a fan. I think you're very funny. I can't. I've been carrying this book around with me. Trying to read, I'm literally walking around with it in my hand, trying to find five minutes of my life to read it. But the book is called Kanye West Owes Me $300 Other True Stories from a White Rapper Who Almost Made It Big by Jensen Carp. You could follow him on Twitter at Jensen Carp, K A R P. It's a pleasure to finally hook up with you. I look forward to you to kind of be like the, uh, the, the middleman between me and John Cena and get that all settled, and then we'll have dinner in LA. I, I know my next book is definitely going to be called John Cena owes me a hello. <laughs> uh, how, yeah. How I bridge the gap between first and second place. That's right, dude. Thank you. Really for reals though. Thank you for all the support. And, 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 and I, I really was always sort of like this Mike guy's really great. And I appreciate everything you've done. You were right. Uh, hey, seriously, very funny guy to follow on Twitter. Pleasure to have you on the show. Good luck with the book, buddy. Take care. So long. That's my friend, Jensen Carp. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.